Hello and welcome back to FGC Philosophy. Of course, I'm the philosopher Tavian Napier and this is a podcast where we talk about a lot of different topics, mainly fighting game related, but also personal development related as well. Uh, I've basically taken a break from podcasting for a little bit. I was working on a side project, still am, uh, but a lot has been happening and I'll give you some updates on on my life and also some, some stuff on fighting game uh, <laughs> events as well, or just just FGC talk in general. I want to I want to start incorporating a little bit of FGC conversations in all of my podcasts. So I want to have different topics. Like I definitely want to talk about some of the specific person development stuff, but I also want to talk about some of the things I'm seeing in the FGC. Uh, we're gonna start off light today because it's it's kind of like me being back from vacation. First off, let's talk about that. Uh, I basically just me and my wife have been burnt out. Uh, we have a two year old. We, you know, we basically had a, a one-year-old through the pandemic, and we didn't really have a rule book for pandemic parenting, right? And so, as such, uh, we were getting things done, but of course, I was laid off from my job. I had to start working for myself, being a contract worker and, and being a coach, going back to full-time coaching, well, basically part-time because I was also a stay-at-home dad, right? So, uh, I'm juggling all of this new stuff. My wife is, you know, she has a job that's super secure and, and uh, works in the pharmaceutical industry. So uh, not only am are we are we you know dealing with the pandemic, but also you know she she's knowledgeable in that field. So we talk about it with her and her peers or coworkers, and it's just like, you know, regardless of how you feel about the pandemic personally, uh, it's just frustrating having conversations with people who are very ignorant, both in you know our extended family our you know some of our peers or, or family members of some of our friends just you know denying the seriousness of the pandemic and everything and all this stuff sort of just kind of piled up we didn't go on vacation we were stuck at home with our son we were working from home uh we definitely were very well off right this isn't a matter of like this is all first world issues um and if you don't know much about me uh, I, I, this is kind of like a personal conversation thing, but I need to start talking about this on podcast too, is uh, when I complain about stuff, a lot of times I will tack on at some point in that conversation, it's a first world problem. My wife and I have this understood conversation between each other where when we say a first world problem, we are acknowledging that yes, this is frustrating, this is annoying, this is whatever, but it is an issue that we have because we live in a first world country and we really don't it's really not a big thing at the end of the day. Uh, we can still be frustrated about it. We can still be upset about it. But we also need to humble ourselves and know that there are people who don't have homes. There are people who don't have running water or clean water. You know, there, there's other stuff in the world, right? So this is a, a caveat to the main conversation is a tangent. But I think it's important to clarify this because a lot of people don't know that about me. And I, I don't push it on to other people. But sometimes I'll just under my breath say, yeah, I'm having a first world problem, right? It's just a habit that I do. To kind of anchor myself in reality and remember, even though I'm complaining about this, stuff could be a lot worse. Remember that, right? That's that's kind of to myself. It's not really to anybody else. I'm not trying to push my opinion. I believe that's a correct opinion, you know, to have that humbled mindset of, you know, hey, I'm aware that this is an issue that I have only because I live in a first world country and I have a lot of luxuries, not necessities. I have luxuries, cell phones. You know, clean water. Like that, I feel like that's a necessity, but it's a luxury to a lot of other people, you know. Anyway, that said, we've just been coofed up in the house. We we hadn't really gone anywhere without our son. You know, we were very much proud of the progress we were making. You know, me working with a lot of esports organizations um, uh, before summer hit. And then once summer hit, a lot of my uh, contracts dried up because they're all like school affiliated. So for like two months between July and August, I was like super stressed out. June, July and August, I was 
stressed out, mainly towards June when things were ending and wrapping up. And then July, where basically there was nothing except for a couple of gigs that I had. Uh, and then August, people started calling out to me. And then, uh, you know, everyone started calling calling me, right? <laughs> and so my stress started going down. My wife also had a promotion. So we, we took this time to be like, okay, some of our friends are, are stressed out. We're stressed out. We're going to rent a place up in, uh, it's called Traverse City. It's basically like way up north Michigan. Uh, very pretty, very like nice, a lot of woods, a lot of peaceful like lakes and stuff like that. I think it's a richer area. I'm not, don't quote me on that. I don't know much about Traverse City. I've only been there twice and both times it's been with like renting out a big like cabin or a house, like a big house, right? With multiple rooms and just staying in there with a bunch of friends. Uh, and just doing what, you know, mainly just like drinking, hanging out, playing card games, playing board games. Uh, we went to go see New Guy, my wife and I, kind of like a little mini date on our own. We off, went off and did our own thing, went into town. Uh, just, you know, and, and keep this in mind that my son was actually with my grandparents during this. It was like between Thursday to Sunday. So it was a nice four-day, three-day vacation where we just unwinded, unwound. We relaxed. We had fun. We talked. We, you know, we just let loose like we used to before we didn't have a son and like i'm grateful for my son you know it's not a first world problem but also like you know i need to check myself when i complain i don't do it too much but uh i i do personally believe it is important to have distance with the ones that you love sometimes because it gives you a higher appreciation uh that's just my personal philosophy but i find that when i come back to my wife after traveling or my son after traveling uh i i'm just filled with gratitude for being around them right uh and it's hard to do that when you're always around them all the time <laughs> like i'm sure i'm super grateful but like you just you're, if you're around people all the time you kind of know after a while it just it, it's a lot uh and my wife and i did a fantastic job of not murdering each other during this pandemic i'm very proud of us <laughs> uh I, I i love her and i love my son tremendously and uh we really were a team throughout a lot of this you know she got stressed out i got stressed out and we, we kind of keep each other moving forward right we kind of help each other maintain a, a healthy mindset to the best of our abilities and sometimes we have to call each other out uh, sometimes we have to give each other space we've had to just learn how to deal with living in this world uh, on top of all the political social issues that we see from different groups we're both kind of in the middle we're not liberal we're not uh, conservative uh, we're independent for the most part and it's just like it's hard seeing all these arguments and everyone thinking they're right and like not you know, that just got it, got it got to be a lot, right? It got to be a lot. It was incredibly overwhelming. And while I managed it to the best of my ability, we were just burnt out, right? So, long story short, we went on a vacation. I kind of went on a a mental vacation for a while where I sort of just like checked out from making podcasts and content. You know, I wanted to make more Strive content and upload it, but I didn't really, uh, I'm a perfectionist. So, a lot of times stuff just doesn't get uploaded after I'm editing it. I'm just like, I don't like it. So I'm sort of resetting. I'm relaxing. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things because um, I got hired at Albion College. Uh, buddy Carlo hooked me up with a job. I'll be coaching Rocket League over there. Super excited to work with him. Uh, and actually people that I've worked with in the past. Mega Maxstar is going to be working there. Uh, and then someone who worked at another college that uh, came to some of our events when we worked at Western uh, is going to be there. I'm also still working with a few other after school programs or organizations um, and that's starting to pick up I'm getting those contracts and that pay worked out and that, that pay is looking nice so I'm really happy about that and then uh, I don't know I can't say this one definitively so I, I'm going to 
use vague statements. And if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. And uh, there is some conversations between me and a certain university about coming back. We've uh, figured out a lot of what that's going to be. Uh, and a lot of it's going to be dealing with managing an esports arena or getting it up to speed. So, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, then great. And uh, hopefully that'll all work out. Uh, we're excited. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, no big deal, right? So that that's where I'm at right now with my career uh, in my life, right? Uh, it's just sort of relaxing. Uh, I Sorry if you hear any sniffles or I sound a little weird. My nose is a little bit stuffed up, so uh, it's going to be a little bit hard to talk here and there. But bear with me because uh, this is sort of like a coming back episode, kind of catching up, getting my mind right, uh, and switching gears, right? I think that's a good theme of this conversation is uh i've kind of spent a lot of this pandemic just i don't know the right term for it but not living up to my full potential not really staying focused and i have to forgive myself for it i'm not going to beat myself up about it you know you know i could use a fighting game analogy where people beat themselves up when they make mistakes but that's not productive and you can control that so where i'm at now is okay let's see where i'm at what do i need to do to make sure I get these these gigs set up properly, that I'm doing my best, that I'm, I'm setting myself up for success for future endeavors. You know, I have a lot that I want to do, including the Keizu FGC, which I, I will talk a little bit more about in a second when I get to the FGC talk. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm trying to scale up, right? That's that's my goal right now. Is I'm, I'm 34, I'll be 35 next year. Uh, my goal, I've accomplished a good bit. I, I'm very proud of myself. I. I'm hard on myself, so when I, when you don't hear me talking, most of the scrutiny, most of my internal dialogue is like, I need to do better. But I will take some time to share with you that I am proud of the progress that I've made. Uh, I just want more. I want more progress. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But I also am okay with where I'm at right now, despite all the setbacks and everything with the pandemic, because the pandemic basically like shut down everything for me. I was like moving like a skyrocket, getting a lot of things done, and then that just like pumped the brakes so completely so bouncing back from that was it, it took a lot of self-care and i don't think i did that perfectly but regardless of all the things that have happened in the past now i'm trying to figure out what do i need to do now to take care of myself so that i can get things done to the best of their ability what do i need to think about what do i need to consider how do i need to plan better you know uh because i'm working more as a contractor now so it's not like this hey here's a, a print out schedule that you can look at or here's an app where you can go to your, your calendar it's a lot of me uh setting that and getting that down on a calendar app or, or somewhere where i can see it so that i know what is coming up and making sure that when that time is there i'm prepared for it you know i've done my preparations any notes that i have all that kind of stuff is important to do and it, and it it's not as hard as it seems a lot of things you know, for people who went to school and you know about homework and you're one of those procrastinators like me when I was younger, where it's like, I'm not going to do my homework until I absolutely need to. And then like you just in the back of your head is stressing you out. And then like you keep distracting yourself and you forget about it. And you're in class. And you're like, oh, snap, there was homework to do. And you, you never get around to doing it. And you like kind of scribble it down while you're in class and sort of just write down some answers just to have it done so that you don't get a zero at the very least. Right? It, it, I'm sure some of you guys relate to this. Uh, the people who are super preppers that have things done like before you leave the class when it's due in like two weeks i'm not talking about y'all just you know you can plug your ears for a couple of seconds <laughs> uh, because that wasn't me in school I, I never was that person i just didn't care 
Uh, and that habit, unfortunately, followed me when I started to care about stuff. And I had to learn. It's still learning how to better prepare, how to uh, plan and clarify and get checklists going so that all this stuff is, is done well. Uh, you know, it's something that I feel like I should have known sooner, but here I am and I'm, I'm still trying to improve at that. Uh, life keeps getting more complicated, so it's harder to, to balance all of these skills that I'm learning. And so scaling up, I, I want to start employing other people. I want to start helping others climb to success. There's so many people in the FGC and people that I know that have a lot of potential that I want to give them a platform to do that, whether it be commentary or competing or uh, production or networking or like organizational skills, whatever it might be. I don't, I don't know what it is for them, I, but I want to provide those opportunities. There's always opportunities for people and I want to be able to be the person that can provide that. And while I definitely want to continue to improve, like I want to scale up because then I can do more things. I can accomplish more. I can affect more people. I can help more people out. And I, I just didn't think I'd get to the point to where that was possible. And now I'm in this weird middle ground where that's possible. Uh, I just don't know how to quite do it yet. You know, there's a lot of paperwork and, and other business stuff that I'm not very educated on that I'm, I'm, he I'm now here. Uh, I'm now able to do a lot of these things, and I'm using vague terminology because I don't know the right terminology to use. Uh, and yeah, so I kind of bounce back and forth between getting a lot of things done, and again, it's hard to balance this. So I'm not getting everything done very rapidly. Uh, I'm sort of doing it at my own pace and figuring things out and, and getting out of my comfort zone, but also making sure that I, I do things that I actually excel at as well. So needless to say, uh, there's a lot of things going on in my life. My podcast hasn't been the center of my attention, but I, I took some time to think about what I wanted uh, from this podcast specifically and from future content. Because I, I had this this dilemma where I was like, I want to make content, but I no longer know why I want to make that content. When I first started making content, my my why, my why am I doing this is either different or I don't remember what that was when I first started. Uh, my goals have changed. I've matured and changed in some ways and stayed the same in a lot of other ways, <laughs> or maybe even reverted or regressed during this pandemic <laughs> and being stressed out, but that's an aside. Uh, but yeah, my, my wants and needs have changed. My biggest priority is my family. And I think that was weird for me who's spent a long time rejecting my own family uh, when I was younger and kind of living on my own for a while and, uh, you know, a small stint of homelessness and, and just me being angry at everybody that wasn't me and not really trusting anybody uh, and not really having that connection to my family that a lot of other people had, my, my personal family, not, not my family that I have now. Um, but at the time when I was younger, in my 20s, early, you know, teens, I never really thought that I would have my own family, a wife and a son, right? I was not opposed to it. I wanted a kid, but I didn't think it'd be possible to be around somebody else that I could tolerate for long enough to want to have a kid with, but I, I was wrong. <laughs> so here I am. And now I have a little one that I see grow up every day. And I want to do things because I want to be a better person for him, right? That's not everybody, right? That's just me. And some of my goals are still the same, 
but my motivation, my why is different. My why is now, I have a son and he sees what I do. And if I don't pursue what I love with passion and intensity, and I don't try to better myself and, and treat myself with respect, that that will reflect onto him and he might not have the chance to live up to his full potential because he never had a good role model, right? Obviously, there is some projection there. Who knows what lifestyle he's going to have. However, I want to increase the chances of my son succeeding at whatever it is that he wants to succeed at. So in order to do that, I too must continue to strive for success. You can disagree, you can agree, whatever. Uh, but that is my logic and that is partly the way that I'm going to live my life. Uh, and that's not easy because I'm sometimes I'm lazy. Sometimes I don't feel like doing stuff. Sometimes I get angry. Uh, sometimes I'm confused or I'm tired or I don't sleep well a lot of the time. But regardless of that, you know, it, I didn't quite know where content fit in or why I wanted to make FGC philosophy in particular and some of my gaming stuff because a lot of my interests are more social and political lately. Uh, and I've been working on a side project where I'm working on, you know, talking about those kinds of topics. Uh, I haven't published a lot of it yet, but I've recorded a lot, a lot of conversations. Um, but nonetheless, I ultimately came to the conclusion that FGC philosophy is something that I started as a avenue as a conduit to improve on a lot of skills. One of those most important skills was speaking. And I really thought about this because I really wanted to speak on stages. I have spoken on stages. I've done speaking events, not nearly as many as I'd like, but I also have to be honest with myself and say, my speaking skills aren't as good as I think they are. <laughs> and I need to step that up. And I started the podcast specifically for that reason. And it was a YouTube podcast originally. And then I finally switched over to uh, Podbean and podcasting apps when I, I hit my goal for my patrons, which thank you very much, patrons. I really appreciate you guys. I'm in the process of reworking some stuff. And I, I actually have it set to like teaching fighting games right now. So if you're interested in teaching fighting games, Patreon's a good way to get that set up. But of course, you can DM me first. Um, I, I don't want anybody to spend money on me unless they absolutely feel the need to do so. I, I don't do this for money. I do this for passion. But I still will appreciate anyone who does do so. So thank you to the people who have and are uh, supporting me on Patreon. But that's an aside. That's not really a plug. I just thought about that and wanted to, really wanted to mention that. Anywho. My speaking skills, my, my editing skills, my ability to weave a story that makes sense from beginning to end. I don't think those skills are quite there yet. My numbers reflect that on, on my YouTube channel, right? Uh, I kind of put out half-assed stuff and I get half-assed numbers and that's okay. I'm figuring stuff out and I don't care about the results. However, those, those numbers, they help me figure out things. You know, what do people like? What don't they like? What are they interested in? Um, and I don't always have a clear answer, but there's clear that there's certain kinds of content that I made in the past that get attention and I want to make some of that content, but it's just not the most interesting content for me to make. So I'm just going to make it less, but still do it. You know, the interviews, talking to pros, talking to personalities in the FGC. I do enjoy doing that. I absolutely enjoy doing that. I just don't always know, you know, what I, what I want to talk about with these people. So it's like, I don't want to have somebody on the show just to have numbers. I want to talk to them because I have something that I want to talk with them about. 
Uh, and I don't always know what I want to talk about with people because I'm, I'm just like so caught up in my own life right now with the pandemic. So it just it, it made me think a lot about what I wanted to do with this podcast. And I know this episode is the antithesis of being coherent because I'm essentially just rambling here off of some of the notes that I have on a notepad. Uh, but I, I really want to be authentic with this episode for whoever does listen to it to know where I'm at. I'm not going to promise consistent uploads right now because I'm just not doing that. I'm, the numbers are there in terms of upload dates. It's just not it's not consistent. Uh, once I figure out exactly what I want to do with this podcast, it'll get more consistent. Uh, I have some ideas that I'm floating around in my head, which is why I'm you know recording this and I'm going to upload this uh but I, I'm, I want to practice making podcasts in a way to where there's minimal editing. There's minimal uhs, ahs, you knows, likes, all that filler stuff, all the you knows, any of that. And I want to be able to just upload the podcast as is, maybe a few edits here and there to cut out a lot of dead air when I'm thinking about things or researching or fact checking something that I said. Because uh, sometimes I will do that and delete stuff because I'm like, no, that's that's BS. That's not, that doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, sometimes things slip through the cracks. And with videos, I have the ability to put like text up there to correct myself with podcasts is a little bit harder because you have to go back and re-record some stuff and kind of stick it in there. Uh, but nonetheless, I do believe that this podcast can be good for me to just talk about a lot of the things that are going on in my life in terms of I work in esports, so that's all gaming related. Uh, I am always trying to pursue bettering myself. So that gives me a reason to talk about stuff. And there's also a lot of things going on in the FGC that I could talk about and critique or react to. Uh, and I, I I like reaction videos personally. I don't know if you... I don't call them reaction videos. I, I call them like commentary. Because they're, they're, they're watching a video and you could say they're reacting to it. But I don't just watch like, oh, I'm excited, right? I, I watch people talking about like, you know, an interview with Jordan peterson or a conversation on fox news or cnn and someone's reacting to it or jubilee uh or you know middle ground that kind of stuff and, and people having a conversation and hearing their thoughts on a topic and hearing their their logic and, and having my disagreements or agreements and uh, I, I like that kind of stuff because i get to talk about content that's relevant it's easy to do um it gives me a topic to talk about without having to have a bunch of bullet points because i'm just stopping during certain parts of a video or audio clip or something like that. And I, I, I do actually enjoy that. Uh, and apparently a lot of other people enjoy it as well. So I don't want to do it because it's popular, but I do think it's an ability for me to start a conversation with people. Uh, some of you may know. No, yeah, a lot of you guys probably don't know because I did it on my other podcast where I had posted some Facebook posts. And just, I guess, semi-controversial questions. Um, and just had a conversation with people on Facebook and, and got their thoughts on topics. And I'm still doing that, but I, I basically have taken a break because I, I uninstalled all my social media when I went on vacation. I didn't really install a lot of it until I like absolutely had to start making posts for events again. Uh, and sometimes I uninstall it again just because I don't, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at social media a lot. Ultimately, I, I think there's still a lot of stuff that I do want to talk about. And I would like to challenge myself to get consistent with this. So my goal goals are to one, get more consistent with uploading content not for the sake of just uploading content and and you know getting numbers that that will help you know that'll help with numbers but my my goal with uploading consistently is the consistency is is the process of finish to end creating something and putting it out there on a consistent basis like that that is the 
bottom of the barrel goal for my content in general. Any content that I'm making, I want to put it out there like I'm treating it like a job. And, and it's, it's funny because like thinking about the fact that like I hate editing and in the process of like marketing my content, a lot of that stuff I don't really enjoy doing. I just I did it for a long time because I really, really wanted the results. Uh, and but I also realized I don't like doing that kind of stuff. And so it's been harder knowing for sure that I don't like this when I was doing it earlier and when I was younger and, and didn't know much about this, I didn't know if I did or didn't like it. So I was committing to it. Now I know for sure this is not something that I want to do for a living. Uh, but doing those things like editing uploading it you know naming the naming process the marketing process making thumbnails that stuff i i do have those skills already and it does build character for a lack of a better term to kind of generalize here uh, I, I think it builds character i think it builds discipline right discipline of being able to do something that you don't feel like doing uh, I think that is a good segue into fighting games, honestly, because I have this conversation a lot. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast and in person and all over. Uh, there are people who want to improve, whether it be fighting games or whatever, but they have this delusion of, of being like competitively viable, right? They, I want to be competitively viable. I want to win tournaments. Not just, I like this game, I want to get better at it. I, I want to be a good player in this game, like one of the best. So I want to clarify that before people like misunderstand what I'm saying. It's like there are people who have declared they want to win tournaments in the game. Okay, so with that logic, those same people will also complain about they don't like doing this thing because it's not fun or it's boring or, or it's uncomfortable. And I don't think there's a polite way that I know how to say this of get over yourself and put in the work to get the results that you want. There's been several times where I, 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 I talk to people where I see people on, on social media complaining about something that they don't have a skill that they don't have or an ability they can't do or dealing with a certain character. And there's evidence that other people, other players can do these things. It's doable. You know, this character can do this move. They can beat this specific tactic, whatever. But for whatever reason, whether it be they don't like using the, the labbing tools, like they don't like recording matches, they don't know how to like set up, you know, reacting on block or on hit or on wake up. Um, and they, they make excuses around what they don't like doing and get stuck in some sort of loop where they can't fix their problem because they don't want to do the thing that, that will fix their problem. So it's like, I want to get better at hit confirms, but I'm not going to sit there and try to hit a dummy that has random block turned on well you're not going to get better at hit confirms in or if you do it's going to be a lot slower because you're not doing one of the most optimal ways to improve your hit confirms you're going to try to keep doing it in the middle of a match and failing and not knowing why because you're not giving yourself enough feedback because it's so scrambly in the middle of a match that like you're going to have to be a hardened grizzled veteran to figure that kind of stuff out versus you spend 10 to 15 minutes you know once a week in the lab practicing on random block to get your hit confirms up that's going to be faster. And it's just, I'm near frustration with, I'm near frustrated with people who want things, but aren't willing to put in the effort to get the things that they want because it's not fun or they don't like it. Uh, again, reminder, I'm talking about people who want to win tournaments, who want to be the best. Not just people who want to play and get a little better. 
Uh, and even still, if you have a desire to improve, but then you're complaining about the process of which you, you can do to get better at it, then it's on you. It's on you and you need to ask yourself, how much do I really want to get better? Do I really want to be a good player? Do I really want to be the best? If I'm not willing to do what it takes to be better, why do I deserve to be better than somebody else who has put in the time to do that thing? Uh, and there's a lot of people, and I was talking to my wife with a completely different topic, where people want to complain about stuff, but then they're incredibly hypocritical when it comes to their actions. You complain about a character being OP or not knowing how, not knowing how to deal with the situation or uh, not having the skill to do something, but then when it comes to asking you about how much work you put in the lab, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I, I practice it here. Oh, okay, what do you do? I, you know, I, I go into the lab and I, I make sure I practice my buttons. Okay, okay, how? Yeah, what, like, what are your dummy settings? Well, uh, you know, I just, I just say that. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Like, are you doing random block? Are you doing, you know, wake up, do the fastest button? Do you know what the fastest button that they have? Have you put in the research? Have you gone to dustloop.com to see if which button is faster, which buttons are invincible on wake up? Are you doing any kind of research? And it's like, I know there are people who don't like looking up numbers or reading frame data, but when it starts to come to an issue of like, I don't know how fast this button is, there is literally a resource I can tell you, and you're choosing to not look at it. And I've been this person. I've been this person where I'll complain about something, but then not put into work or not do the research. So I know from personal experience, but I also know that I could recognize, you know, I wouldn't, comp I wouldn't really complain about the issue, but I'd. You know, I would, uh, in passing, try to say it to cover something up, you know, like that I lost, right? Uh, and then I started realizing, like, why am I making excuses for my own loss? Be okay with the loss. Like, whatever. Don't make excuses for it. Like, it's okay to acknowledge, like, ah, I tried to do a super there to say, like, this was my intention. I made an execution error. I own up to that. You know, it's not the game's fault that I messed up my inputs. It's my fault that I messed up the inputs. That's completely different from someone who's like, why are these inputs so hard? I can't do them. How much have you practiced those inputs? Never. I don't practice them. I'm like, well, then why are you complaining about the supers being so hard when you don't even, like, you don't practice them? What are you talking about, my guy? Right? Is, is what I'm saying making sense to you guys? Is that is that clicking? I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but you can't complain about something that you're not putting effort towards and expect it to be fixed if you suck at something put in the work or shut up period period there's nothing to add on to that nothing to add on to that at all so i think it's good to i want to switch gears a little bit and talk about FGC drama. Uh, I feel dirty talking about FGC drama, but I also have covered one in a very like analytical way. And it's the same subject. It's punk, right? Uh, and I don't think in this episode, I might do a YouTube video where I break down the, the interaction, but I just want to explain the situation first on this podcast. Uh, and then we can go back and maybe look at it again with fresh eyes and just pay attention to it a little bit more objectively. So, for those who don't know, Punk is like one of the best Street Fighter players in the world. One of the top two in America, hands down. Uh, you know, top five for sure, but top two. He also has been playing Strive and genuinely enjoying it and placing well in a lot of tournaments. Winning tournaments, placing high. I think he got top eight at EVO. Um, EVO America and Guilty Gear. I'm not positive though. Uh, I didn't catch it. Don't hate me. I just haven't watched any of EVO whatsoever. 
But either way, um, to backtrack a little bit, there is a really good player named Hotashi who did win Guilty Gear um, in Strive, uh, and I believe in America. I'm not Again, I'm not positive how they did Strive because the connection's good, but I'm assuming they did a region-based. So Hotashi, very great player, has been streaming for like, what, I think they said 10 hours. I thought it was 8 hours at the time, but I guess 10. Um, he, he had been streaming a lot, but then he also did a, I guess, a first to 15. I think he had just one in LBC and then did a first to 15 with, with Marn. Something along those lines. He had been streaming a lot, but also did a first of 15, beat Marn, and, you know, I guess he was done. I don't know what exactly he said if he was talking smack, but it, I don't think it was anything outlandish, right? I don't think it was anything where he was disrespecting somebody else. Uh, I Again, that's why I want to do a reaction video to really see the full context of the whole interaction. But, Hotashi's a pretty laid-back kind of guy. Um, he's very much about, like, teaching and, and education and helping people understand how to play fighting games and really breaking it down, which is why I like watching him. I'm not really biased towards him. I'm neutral. I think sometimes he has some dumb hot takes and stuff, and that's whatever. It's not a big deal for me. I just disagree with him. Uh, I'm there for the content, for the educational content. I'm not there to be his friend. I'm not there to uh, fanboy over him. I just want to get good, and he also plays Nago. I play Nago. Great. One of the best players in the world plays Nago. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch what he's doing. You know who else I watch? Punk. I love watching his Kareem. As a person... I have to admit, I really dislike him. I think he is a bad person for the FGC. His personality can be very trashed here at times. He's funny and entertaining, but I don't think those are justifications for some of the actions that he takes. That being said, you know, me, me, you know, kind of influencing you guys with my opinion of the character, a little hypocritical of me, but nonetheless, uh, Punk got on. You know, Yipes was streaming all of this, by the way. Yipes was streaming the first of 15. Uh, he's a very popular commentator, very hype, well-known uh, member of the FGC. And Hotashi was also streaming. I was watching Hotashi stream for context, but Yipes was streaming and also Punk was streaming, I believe. Uh, and he got on Discord with Yipes, Punk did, uh, and he proceeded to just talk a bunch of smack to Hotashi and just said that he's a terrible player, he's going to beat him, you're going to play a real fighting game player, just like all this nonsense, like a, a notch above just the sheen of WWE of talking smack. It just seemed like he was taking it personal. Like, he was really going in on this guy for no reason, and I don't think Hotashi really said a lot, as far as I'm aware, to to warrant this. And uh, he just, like, Hotashi was really nice and humble about it, and uh, I guess it depends on your point of view. If you're a more of an old head or you're, like, big on the drama, then you probably saw Hotashi as weak and trying to, say, like, save face by being nice to Punk by saying, like, I think you're a good player. Uh, I think Hotashi was just being like, yo, I'm not going to feed into this drama. I'm not going to set myself up to be a, a villain or, or be a jerk or anything like that. I'm just going to say, hey, I think you're a great player. Regardless, win or lose, I think you're a great player. Uh, now, Punk wound up winning, I think, 11 to 15, 15 to 11, something like that. And uh, Hotashi graciously took his loss, you know, and then Punk, I, I turned it off because I wasn't going to listen to the whole thing, but Punk just proceeded to talk a bunch of smack until I turned it off. And, you know, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people thought it was disrespectful and I fall into that camp. Uh, I think there's this. Uh, so I recently did a talk or not did a talk. I, I was in listening to a talk from one of my employers. Um, for Call of Duty Sports, and they were talking about toxicity. And they were asking what toxicity was, and they were asking the students, but I wanted to raise my hand anyways because I think this is important. And I was, they were like, well, you know, what is toxic behavior? And I, I said one of the most important things is when you take it out of the game, when you make it personal, you talk about the quality of somebody. Uh, and I, I think Punk kind of falls into that category. Uh, and he, 
he starts insulting people's intellect and and their motives and their demeanor and all this other stuff. And I, I don't think that you know if it's someone that you know that you're cool with, great, that's cool. You guys have that relationship. If it's someone that you don't know but you're just going to go ahead and do that anyway, I, I think you're a trash person. I, I don't think that contributes anything to anybody but yourself and to you know the entertainment of people watching you. So you're you're willing to be an asshole just for the sake of entertaining in, entertainment and clout, right? Uh, and Punk's one of the best players, one of the most influential FGC in America players, you know, Street Fighter players. Uh, probably going to be one of the best Drive players um, during the lifeline. I, I I definitely think unless he just quits the game, he's going to be around and getting in top eights, winning tournaments, absolutely. Uh, which is a side point. I, I think it's really important for people to separate their opinion of an individual from the accomplishments of the individual they they feel a certain way about for example i don't like punk's personality but he gets results his kareen is good fun to watch i watch his kareen all the time and like take notes about how like his shimmy his hit confirms his skills are great you know he's like the mayweather to some degree of of fighting games uh you know after Filipino champ, of course. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I don't like him as a person. And I, you know, I could go and take some of his interviews and really break it down or some of his tweets because he's also a sore loser. You know, he there's been times where he complains about uh, the connections and stuff like that. But then also when he wins an online match, uh, it just it's it's crazy the holes that he the loops the loops that he jumps through to talk smack about other people, but then also justify his own actions. Uh, it's just silly. So I just think there's a lot of people out there who want to take it, take. I think there are a lot of people out there who don't understand the line between, you know, talking a little bit of smack, you know, you know sportsman-like conduct and unsportsman-like conduct. And because of the nature of gaming, it's really easy to blur the line of being just a, a toxic asshole. Now, I, it's not some crazy snowflake talk. It's just thinking about this logically and thinking about this in a way outside of your own personal benefit, which some people just can't do. Some people don't have the capacity to think about uh, anybody else but themselves. And that's, so I can't, I can't force people to think the way that I'm thinking, but I can look at the outcomes and see you know, the trajectory of, of where we go, depending on the behavior that we conduct. And if we conduct behavior where we're attacking each other and taking it personally, do you think that's going to end up well for anybody? Especially where, you know, we're heading towards a more esports-like vibe. Unless you personally have some sort of organization, you know, you listening to this, have an organization where you can do and run tournaments your own way, you are at the will of those who make those tournaments, whether you like it or not. That is how it is. It's also why I like running my own tournaments, because then I can run it my own way and not complain about others, even though I don't tend to complain about other TOs, because I respect their effort, even if I don't like their events, right? Again, separating the person from their work. <sighs> and my, my point in saying this is that uh, a lot of people really need to consider how what their actions affect other people and how that can come back around to bite them. If you think about someone who, we take two people for example, one person runs a tournament, runs, runs a, a local, 
and he takes his time to talk to his patrons, the people that are joining, the people that are in their tournaments, playing casuals, and just gets to know them and finds out what their design like what they want out of fighting games. Some people want to compete, some people might want to like do commentary, some people just are here for fun for social purposes. Uh, and they help those people attain the goals that they want, right? Whether it be like coaching them or encouraging them or giving them resources and, or advice, whatever it may be, that person is over there helping them out. You know, sometimes when they're playing matches, it might be like, ha ha, yeah, you know, I just woke up DP, ha, gotcha. You know, the normal stuff, right? Laughing, the banter, all of that, for sure. Uh, and then you take someone else who also, same situation, has tournaments, runs them local, all that good stuff. But he spends his time pointing out the things that, pe- that he doesn't like in people and really pointing it out publicly and, and talking bad about them, right? It's not like he actually hates these people. That's just his personality. Now, I'm going to let you guys do the work here and figure out the trajectory of where those two locals will end up. How do you think they will turn out? And I'm, I'm not even going to take the time to answer that because I want you guys to really think about it yourselves without me influencing your opinion. Um, this is a These are thought experiments that I used to do as like a you know a five-year-old, four-year-old. I've been doing this kind of stuff for a long time where I take personality types and I play out scenarios in my head based off of you know how they've behaved in the past and how and what where they might go and one of the reasons i'm a coach now is because i'm good at that i'm good at predicting the direction of people but i I feel like it's common sense i don't feel like it's hard to take those two people that i just described and figure out where they most likely are going to end up in terms of their locals now there are some variables depending on the quality of the tournament the quantity of the people the quantity or quality of the players in those tournaments so you'd have to really control a lot of those two areas but you can already use your imagination and see where that might go and so i'm not trying to make a hit piece or hate on punk he's allowed to do whatever he wants um i don't think he's done anything illegal or anything that needs to get him canceled but i too am allowed to voice my opinion and say that i think that his personality is trash and that's okay i'm allowed to have that opinion and I can come up with examples if need be. If people want to argue like, oh, he's not a trash person. He's done this, this, and this. Well, okay. Let's have that conversation when that time comes. So if you're one of those people who like Punk and think that he's an like, okay person, I would love to hear your logic. I, I think typing it out would be kind of tough. That's more of a verbal com- conversation. So maybe we can have like a podcast episode if you're brave enough to do that. Uh, I'm not going to be mean to you, but I'm going to be honest and disagree and expect you to bring up logical points and challenge you when i think that that doesn't make sense or that might be a lie or something along those lines so make sure that you you know you bring valid points to the table so that we can have that conversation but that's not really super important i don't think we need to debate the quality of of that i I would love to have more productive debates other than that and you know about the way that we conduct ourselves that might be more productive how how you know if the fgc is becoming too soft stuff like that I would love those kinds of conversations. Not talking about someone and and spreading drama because I don't think that's really... That's not me. But the last thing that I wanted to mention or talk about is... uh, Well, kind of twofold. So Guilty Gear Strive, of course, and also my locals. Um, Those are still going on strong. We do those every Thursday at LFG. So a quick plug to my local. Shout out to Amy, the owner of the the venue, LFG Bar. Uh, Still doing those. Trying to stream my tournaments. Uh, I'm figuring out some stuff because of obviously the other jobs that I just recently got. A lot of it's going to be after work hours, you know, fast past 5 p.m. kind of stuff. So that's gonna, that might 
eat into my locals. But until I know for sure that happens, um, you know, we're running our, our locals. I try to stream them and commentate them. I also recently started entering them, not because I really care about my tournament performance. Uh, I more so just want to, you know, feed the pot, get more games in. Because the issue is, is if I if I don't uh, enter the tournament, then I really don't play the game until the tournament's over. And some people leave once they're out of the tournament. So it, it I, I don't get to play until like 9 p.m. at the earliest uh, because I'm setting up and I'm streaming and I'm commentating until I'm done with that tournament. And I'm sure as hell not running another tournament uh, on stream because I want to play, right? Uh, there's got to be a middle ground for me. And so I figured, well, I'll at least get two games in if I enter the tournament. And so I, I do. Now, there was, it was a six-man bracket, so it wasn't a lot of people, but there were some good players in the tournament, and I wound up getting second, so I was pretty happy. Uh, lost to the same person twice. Only lost to one person, lost to him twice, uh, who was the person that won the tournament, obviously, Teddy Treebark. Really great Milia player. Slowly figuring you out. I'm slowly figuring you out, all right? I'll get you. I'll get you if you're listening to this. Uh, but no, I played some um, some really good players. It, it's... I, I thoroughly enjoy where I'm at with Guilty Gear Strive. And, and that, that's kind of a quick segue or a quick tangent. Um, but I... I I genuinely love Strive more than I think any other fighting game since Marvel. I'm not, you know, I still play Street Fighter at least once a week. Uh, I don't think I'll ever, like, quit 5 until, like, 6 is just, like, a great game. And I don't really, you know, I find 6 more enjoyable than, or, I, yeah, yeah, I find 6 more enjoyable than 5, right? Uh, I will be okay with making that transition to the new version of the game. Otherwise, I'll just keep playing 5. I'm okay with playing old fighting games i don't care right <laughs> a game isn't dead to me because i still have access to it like if you think it's dead okay but uh don't complain about it if you're not doing anything about it right circle back to that you see that callback full circle <laughs> anyway so yeah our, our locals are going good you know we have some game variety uh but we're mainly focusing on strive in terms of like tournaments and stuff like that but we also totally welcome different games but uh yeah just a quick plug for my local make sure you come out there we're in kalamazoo michigan every thursday basically from 5 to 10 uh, we're doing that maybe 11 now. I think they fixed, increased their hours to 11, but I don't, don't quote me on that. Definitely 10, though. Um, but yeah, and Strive, I still play that. I've been streaming that here and there. I just really love Nago, and I love the game. Uh, I, I love Nago so much that it's hard for me to lab other characters, even though I think they're pretty cool. Uh, most of my time, the little bit of time that I have when I play the game goes towards you know playing Nago and getting Nago matches or Nago sets. Uh, I started messing with the rank system again uh but the issue is i'm basically like too good for too good for floor 10 but not winning my celestial <laughs> trial matches or whatever uh so it's basically just me just bouncing back and forth between floor 10 and celestial over and over again and uh i just want to get into celestial to play good players like all i want to do is play good players and get some cool ideas on how to like improve as a player uh i recently challenged footwork to a first attempt again with his soul i think he won like he 10 owed me or one 10 won me something like that uh but i always feel like i'm learning something when i'm playing people like him where they're just like they're so much better than me that i can't even get a, a round on them which uh doesn't happen too often right now because i don't you know most of the players that i know i can at least beat them once or twice right i can i can win some sets uh footwork's at a place where um i recognize some of the things but i have to improve my a lot of like my, my mental discipline my awareness my vigilance i have to increase certain confirms or, or recognize certain situations faster um mechanical skills or you know execution there's certain things i gotta improve but i recognize and i see what's happening i'm like ah okay cool 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 let me like let me keep testing this let me figure this out and um you know 
Shouts out to Footwork too, making a lot of content. Uh, whenever I play him, he always gives me sets, but he's not like, or he doesn't have sets. He gives me advice, but it's like always from a place of, of kindness and like wanting to see me get better. I assume because then that's more competition for him. But like, damn, dude, I love I love seeing that kind of stuff where, you know, they, they beat you, they're nice about it, and then they're like, yeah, here are some things, and it's like, oh yeah, this is what I'm working on, and they like, you know, it's not just a half thought out sentence, it's like, we're having a conversation about, you know, the theory of, of getting better at the game, and it's like, I'm just really grateful for that. So, shouts out to Footwork, um, really cool player, he also did a talk recently, I, I might have him on the show, because he, he was talking some good talk on Facebook Live. Uh, about, you know, changing your behavior and, you know, kind of like the soft F, like being soft in the FGC versus, you know, the old school FGC. And I think, you know, someone being living in Detroit and I, I grew up in New Jersey and some other neighborhoods where it's okay to be like, you know, more rowdy and you talk smack and you kind of speak your mind, quote unquote. Uh, but I think he, he's one of those people who are realizing that like you can still speak your piece, speak your mind without, you know, being disrespectful or, you know, also talking about like making excuses. I think he did a talk about that too, where it's like, bro, you're trying to get better like stop stop blaming the character stop blaming this and that like own up to your losses and i appreciate that so uh maybe he'll come on here i'll hit him up he said he was open to it so that's pretty cool i just gotta organize my thoughts have him on here but no i'm glad to be back with the podcast thank you guys so much for for chatting for conversations for ideas uh yeah i'm gonna get on out of here but of course thank you guys so much and as always as always i will see you all in the next one